Hi everyone, it's Carter. A quick disclaimer before the episode. Riley and I are teachers in the real world. That's not made up for the show. But one thing we do make up are students. Riley and I take our roles as public community members seriously and would never use the real names or personal experiences of students in our classes, past or present. As such, any student names you hear us say are made up on the spot, and stories about our classes are highly editorialized for entertainment. Also, we like to keep our show clean of inappropriate language or content, but we feel that the stories themselves should be read without censorship of language. A content warning will be in the show's description in case we need one. That's it. Enjoy the Fable Fellas. Welcome to the Fable Fellas, Fairy Tales Told Unfairly. My name is Carter, and I'm one of the co-hosts. And my name is Riley, and I'm the other co-host. Riley, when I get ready for this show, I always... So I've got my headphones, I've got wireless headphones that I listen to your voice in, and then I've got my microphone that I record into, and I always have to check that the... Uh, that things are going right. And the way I check that my headphones are receiving audio and they're working and they've connected is that I go onto YouTube and I just click on the very first lo-fi video <laughs> that there is that YouTube recommends to me. And today, <laughs> they recommended to me what I consider is probably now the new pinnacle of lo-fi music on YouTube, which is uh, a video of Christian lo-fi music called Vibes with Aquinas. Oh, dear. <laughs> And it's the same, it's the lo-fi girl silhouette, but it's it's an old monk, you know, with like the <laughs> bald shaved top and the monk robes on, and it's called Vibes with Aquinas, and it's from the Catholic Lo-Fi channel, which <laughs> the top pinned comment is by the channel itself, and it says, YouTube has demonetized us for zero good reasons. <laughs> and then a link to support them. For but no I just reason also at want, all. Yeah. <laughs> I want to read off the um, other... So Vibes with Aquinas is not a live radio. It's it's two and a half hours of beats to relax slash study to. Mm -hmm. But there's a few more on their channel. One is called Sleepy Dag. Sorry, Sleepy Dad <laughs> dash Lo-Fi Gregorian Chant to Relax slash Study to. How did you get Leapy Dag out of Sleepy Dad? I don't know. <laughs> My brain's rewired. Yep, that's And then that's my Sunday favorite one is just called Cigar, Bible, and Chill, <laughs> Lo-Fi Plus Chant. <laughs> well, at least they uh, they know their clientele. It's good, too. I like it. I also... Lo-Fi. I also do the uh, same thing every time we boot this up. I go straight to YouTube and I click the first thing that I saw. Today it was the clip of uh, Time Travel Basketball from Futurama, where time is hopping all over the place <laughs> while they're playing the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> Good episode. A fantastic episode. On our show, we read stories to one another. Uh, sometimes stories that we've written, and then other times stories that have been written over 100 years ago. And uh, kept time capsule-like in a book called The Junior Classics 1, Fairy Tales and Fables. But before we get into that, Riley, do you have the continuation of your zombie story? Unfortunately. Fantastic. Can't wait to settle in and hear more. Now, Carter, do you remember what happened where we last left off? Yeah, lots of zombies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're not... That's it. That's all I remember. You're not wrong. Uh, lots of zombies showed up. The man in the panda mask clicked a button. All the zombies in the truck were also freed. So now 
the uh, the collective is dealing with a whole bunch of zombies. How is the band in the panda mask going to be able to differentiate when the dust is cleared, which are his, uh, pro- pro- <laughs> it's weird to call zombies property for all sorts of reasons, but how's he going to know which ones were his original zombies and which are the ones that just showed up? If I recall properly, you'll get an answer for that by the time this wraps up. Phenomenal. Not a not a well-written one by any margin, but you will get it. Let's hear it then. <clears throat> the zombies poured out of the van like a literal reenactment of the Black Death. <laughs> <But it's... laughs> how does... How does that work? It doesn't. What was the Black Death like where those were, that was happening? It wasn't. It was just a really nasty plague that wiped out half of Europe. It wasn't literally zombies. <laughs> like the literal Black Man, Death. Man, I spend so much of my time explaining the difference between literally and figuratively to my students, and I was just like them. You should bring this in as, like, an example. I refuse. It can be a teaching lesson. Well, that you'll have them listen to the show anyway. <laughs> Never. The armed men were the first to go, pulled to the ground and lost among a torrent of screams and chomps. Maybe if the panda man had actually given them loaded guns, they might have lived longer. Instead, they fired blank after blank until they were overpowered and subsequently oh, no. devoured. Devious. By now, the advancing hordes were filling up the on-ramp to the lower levels in a putrid crowd of death, and the former mall shoppers were piling out in rows as if there was a Macy's Thanksgiving sale in hell. Pretty good line if I do say so myself. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on myself all the time. I'll give credit no, where mean, credit is due. That's correct. Get to the upper levels now! Riley screamed as his friend at his friends as he bolted past the Hummer. DJ Ron, keep the ones from the van at bay until we clear the way upstairs. Kyle fired two close-range shots into the skulls of the closest zombies, then turned on his heels and followed after Riley. Ron reached back into the Hummer and pulled out a chainsaw, which purred to life oh. with the flip of a switch. That's not how chainsaws work. Wow. Maybe it's a new fancy apocalypse chainsaw. Oh yeah, this is the chainsaw that they created in 2024, right before everything went downhill. DJ pulled out a pair of handguns from his pocket, and the duo went to work on the advancing horde of zombies, which had just recently added the corpses of the thugs and armed men to their ranks. Mm. You filthy rat! Skulls screamed at the panda man over the roar of the chainsaw chopping through partially decompressed flesh and bone, and the accompanying rat-a-tat-tat of gunfire. You set me up! My actions have nothing to do with your inevitable downfall, Mr. Skulls, the panda man said strictly as he casually walked past him. You chose to dabble in dangerous affairs. I simply sped up the process. You're welcome! He laughed loudly and menacingly as he strode off. I'll kill you! Skull screamed back at him, <laughs> wriggling fiercely on the ground trying to get up. Uh, only Poor certain guy. listeners are going to understand why Carter and I started laughing about that, but... Uh. Put that on your to-do list, buddy, DJ yelled in panic as he hoisted the handcuffed skulls to his feet. Because right now, we need to make like a tree and get the bleep out of here. Good job. No, and I, I did actually censor myself in the writing. It is ampersand. Oh, it says bleep. Ampersand, percent sign, hashtag, at sign. Wow. You perfect little high schooler. Yep. 
I put <laughs> not for wanting to get in trouble with a swear. <laughs> I pushed the boundaries, but Mr. Alderson knew now, I was a good kid. Were you doing that? The ampersand, you know, the the uh, the cartoon or the char- the special characters to mean swears because you were afraid to put a real swear, or because you thought that that was a cool thing to do. Definitely because I didn't want to put in a real swear. I want to make sure that I was kind of establishing myself as this is like the stuff that I want to write, but I also respect the um, level of appropriateness that my teacher expects from the writing. You're like, my characters swear, but Riley Frazier does not swear. Oh, I I swore. (laughs) I just learned what many of my peers at that age didn't learn, which is that it's not about never swearing ever. It's about knowing the time and place. And we'll cut it off there for now. All right. Wow. Okay, so they've got the pan. Is the panda man is handcuffed, or the other guy's handcuffed? The other guy's handcuffed. In the, fr- <clears throat> I think the way that I wrote the uh, panda man is just that he is so very confident and cocksure that he just kind of glides through things with ease. So in the mm. midst of everything going, you know, belly up with the new zombie horde and everyone fighting to stay alive, he just kind of casually walks away. Jeez, Louise. How many pages are left in this story? <laughs> Let me check. I already put it back in my drawer. Um, we are on page 12. And there are 21 pages. <laughs> the saga continues. <laughs> we will have more. Much more. All right. Uh, today's story is another William and Jakob Grimm tale. Uh, so it's from Germany, I imagine. And this story is called Little One Eye, Little Two Eyes, Little Three Eyes. All right. And it's illustrated by Arthur Rackham, although that does not matter at all. I've resigned myself to my fate. <laughs> after the after the wild ride you took us on last time, all I can do is buckle myself in and hope I don't get bucked off. Here we go. <clears throat> there was a woman who had three daughters the eldest of whom was called Little One-Eye, because she only had one eye in the middle of her forehead. Amazing. Great. The second. Parent of the year. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Delighted. You know, it's it's funny because it's like, well, what what would she just name a normal child? Little Two Eyes? (laughs) Yes. Correct. As as teachers, Carter, I think you and I can both agree, without naming any, like, of our own specific ones we've seen over the years, but sometimes parents will doom their kids from the outset. Like how in a handful of years, when the Game of Thrones generation gets into our classroom, we're going to have at least seven Khaleesi's across all our classes. This is something that I'm very excited for because I can't wait for them to grow up to be like, you know, bankers (laughs) and hedge fund managers and lawyers and judges and, you know, Senators. Well, by then they will have cut all ties with their parents and changed their names to Jessica and Dave. (laughs) All right, the second little two eyes because she had two eyes like other people. That's just and the youngest. (laughs) Hi, this is my my name's Kate, and these are my daughters. One eye is a regular girl. (laughs) Yeah, well, hold on. There's also the youngest little three eyes. (laughs) Because she had three eyes, one of them being also in the middle of the forehead. Yeah, these these are my daughters. <laughs> one eye, Freakazoid, and Tien Shinhan from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> well, here's where it gets weird. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't before. 
But because Little Two Eyes looked no different from other people, her mother and sisters could not bear her. Oh, come they on. They said, right? Also, what they don't express, they never go reveal, like, if there's anything going on with the mother, looks-wise. So, presumably, the mother also has two eyes and is no more or less different than Little Two Eyes. But anyway. Oh, the catch they is, said, she also has two eyes, but the kids don't know. Because they're all blind. Yeah. Oh my god. <sighs> Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> they said, you with your two eyes are no better than anybody else. You do not belong to us. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess they're jealous. I don't know. <laughs> they knocked be... her about and gave her shabby clothes and food which was left over from their own meals. In short, they vexed her whenever they could. It happened that little two eyes had to go out into the fields to look after the goat. But she was still quite hungry, because her sisters had given her so little to eat. She sat down on a hillock and began to cry, and cried so much that a little stream ran down out of each eye. Both of them, remember. Yeah. She has two. You know, like a r- not like normal people. A real freakazoid. And as she looked up once in her sorrow, a woman stood near her, who asked, Little two eyes, why do you cry? No idea how she already knows her name. Well, she just looked at her face and saw the two eyes and put oh, one into one together. Right. Got two eyes. <laughs> Everyone is called little two eyes in this village, except if they have three or one eye or no or no eyes or four eyes. Little two eyes answered, have I not need to cry? Because I have two eyes like other people. My sisters and my mother cannot bear me. They push me out of one corner into another, give me shabby clothes and nothing to eat but what they leave. They... Today they have given me so little that I am still quite hungry. That is all very sad, but I just imagine, like, they already put her in timeout in one corner, and then they go over and just bully her into a corner opposite the <laughs> yeah. house. One corner into another. Go to that corner now. Not that one. Yeah, you, <laughs> your timeout is over in this period. Now we're going to that, you're going over to that corner now. Go. For timeout part two, for your two eyes. <laughs> Monster. <laughs> the wise woman said, Little two eyes, dry your eyes, and I will tell you something which will keep you from ever being hungry more. Only say to your goat, little goat bleat, little table rise, and a neatly laid table will stand before you with the most delicious food on it, so that you can eat as much as you like. And when you are satisfied and do not want the table anymore, only say, little goat bleat, little table away, and it will disappear before your eyes. Then the wise woman went out of sight. Which I like to think she, like, batman out of there. (laughs) (laughs) She's standing behind a tree after she was like, what's that over there? Yeah, she she dropped a smoke bomb and they just ran away. (laughs) Poof. Gotta go. Scarecrow needs to be defeated. Anyway, enjoy the magical table of food spell. Little Two Eyes thought, I must try directly if it be true what she has said, for I am much too hungry to wait. So she said, Little Goat Bleat, Little Table Rise. And scarcely had she uttered the words when there stood before her a little table, covered with a white cloth, on which were laid a plate, knife and fork, and silver spoon. The most delicious food was there also, and smoking hot, as if just come from the kitchen. Then little two eyes said the shortest grace that she knew, Lord God be our guest at all times, amen, and began to eat, and found it very good. (laughs) And when she had had enough, she said as the wise woman had taught her, Little goat bleat, little table away. In an instant, the little table and all that stood on it had disappeared. That is beautiful, easy way of housekeeping, thought Little Two Eyes, and was quite happy and merry. She's not so wrong. Things are going really well now. Yeah, 
everything's uh, everything's coming up two eyes. Yeah, right. Gonna say which you know. Finally, people with two eyes are getting. Yeah, it's about their lot. Haven't we suffered enough? <laughs> In the evening, when she came home with her goat, she found a little earthen dish with food, which her sisters had put aside for her. But she did not touch anything. She had no need. On the next day, she went out again with her goat and let the few crusts that were given her remain uneaten. The first time and the second time, the sisters took no notice. But when the same thing happened every day, they remarked it and said, All is not right with little two eyes. She always leaves her food, and she used formerly to eat everything that was given to her. She must have found other ways of dying. What? Di- huh? Dining. Huh? Excuse me. She must have found other ways of dining. <laughs> These sisters are totally perplexed by the fact that she doesn't want to eat their stale crusts. <laughs> Why wouldn't she want this? Yeah. What's going on with this kid? Talk to us, two eyes. What's happening to you? We care. In well, order- we don't really. <laughs> I, it, <laughs> yeah, actually, we don't. Every time I look at you, my eyes start to water. All three slash one of them. <laughs> Our collective four eyes. And however many mom has, she won't tell us. We know there's at least eight. Is there, like, something happening in the background where all of the villagers, every time they see one eyes and three eyes, are like, oh! and so then when they get home, they take it out on two eyes as, like, an unfair way of dealing with their frustration? I do think that this is the un yeah this is the untold truth of the matter because they don't get into that they just say like they bully her because she's different even though they're all different mm. but she's the least different yeah it's like a message of saying that to soothe yourself with cruelty is never the logical thing to do wow that's deep don't do that kids don't do it don't do go it to therapy instead in order to discover the truth they resolved that little one eye should go with little two eyes when she drove the goat into the meadow and to see what she did there. And if anybody brought her anything to eat and drink. So when Little Two Eyes set out again, Little One Eye came to her and said, I will go with you into the field and see that the goat is taken proper care of and driven to a good pasture. <laughs> I know I know what they mean when they say they drive the goat to the pasture, but I, I just imagine <laughs> those old shots from like movies from the 40s where the camera is facing them in the driver's seat, but they're both on a goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. They're not... I was picturing... <laughs> little two eyes is is, is in this, driving the car and then there's a goat in the passenger seat <laughs> i like that one way better <laughs> and now little one eyes like in the back seat like glaring at both of them and every like, what are you doing and every day little two eyes took the family volvo out to the meadow so that the goat could graze <laughs> yeah. but little two eyes saw what little one eye had in her mind and drove the goat into long grass saying come little one we will sit down i will s- I will see. Oh, sorry. Come, little one eye. We'll, we will sit down and I will sing you something. Little one eye sat down, being tired from the unusual walk and from the heat of the sun. Wow, this kid and does not get out eyes, much. Yeah, right. Little two eyes kept on singing. Are you awake, little one eye? Are you asleep, little one eye? Then little one eye <laughs> shut her one eye and fell asleep. What a great song. little two eyes... Well, she's, yeah, she said it over and over again. You have to imagine that was going on, I don't know, for like the better part of three and a half hours. Yeah, she's probably got really good pipes. <laughs> she probably sounds <laughs> like Ariana Grande. Yeah, she does. Yeah, well, that was that was the impression I was going for. Did it? Probably yeah. stuck. Are you asleep? Ariana Grande, it's a pleasure to read to you a story. Thank you, Connor. 
How's it going recently? How's it been in the wide, wider world? It's been pretty good. I'm so glad to be here on the Fable Fellas. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your most recent hit. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that song that I recorded that played at the beginning of The Quarry by Supermassive Games. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, anyway, so uh, Ariana Little One-Eye is now asleep. She fell asleep. And oh, sorry, sorry, Carter. Th- Ariana just left. She uh, she was oh, in a big hurry. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Well, maybe she'll come back in case um, Little Two Eyes needs to sing again. Well, Lord willing and the creek don't rise. When Little Two Eyes saw that Little One Eye was fast asleep and could not betray anything, she said, Little Goat Bleat, Little Table Rise, and sat herself at her table and ate and drank till she was satisfied. Then she called out again, Little Goat Bleat, Little Table Away, and instantly everything disappeared. Little Two-Eyes now woke Little One-Eye and said, Little One-Eye, you pretend to watch and fall asleep over it. And in the meantime, the goat could have run all over the world. Come, we will go home. So I like that she chastised her as well. She was like, I put you to sleep so that I could be secret. She's very good at covering her tracks. Then they went home, and Little Two-Eyes let her little dish again and stand untouched. And Little One-Eye, who could not tell the mother why her sister would not eat, said as an excuse, Oh, I fell asleep out there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mom. Sorry. No idea. Or sorry, sis. No idea why she's not eating her crusts. I don't get it. <laughs> the next day the mother said to little three eyes, This time you shall go and see if little two eyes eats out of doors, and if anyone brings her food and drink, for she must eat and drink secretly. Then little three eyes went to little two eyes and said, I will go with you to uh with you and see if the goat be taken proper care of and driven to a good pasture in our Volvo. You know, but little two here's eyes... something that is now bothering me about this. Uh-huh. At any point when these two are talking about why is she so well eaten, we need to get to the bottom of this and stop it. Do you think either of them had the thought, gee, maybe I need to reassess the way that I act and the way that I behave if I'm this... if I am this pressed about my sister being full for once. Right, they hate the idea that the sister is actually eating a good meal. They and they have their own food. It's They're actually very fine. messed up. It's it's really bonkers. They're like, we need to keep her from having anything nice ever. Go sit in your timeout corner. Yeah, both of them. Little Two Eyes saw what Little Three Eyes had in her mind and drove the goat into long grass and said as before, "We will sit down here, Little Three Eyes. I will sing you something." Little Three-Eyes seated herself, being tired from the walk in the heat of the sun and the jostling of the Volvo. And Little Two-Eyes began the same song again and sang, Are you awake, Little Three-Eyes? But instead of singing then as she should, Are you asleep, Little Three-Eyes? She sang, through carelessness, Are you asleep, Little (gasps) Two-Eyes? And went on singing, are you awake, little three eyes? Are you asleep, little two eyes? So the two Amateur eyes mistake. of little three eyes... Ariana Grande would never make that mistake. <laughs> She'd never. This is where I have to do a little... Uh, have to read these words very carefully. So the two eyes of little three eyes fell asleep, but the third did not go to sleep because it was not spoken to by the verse. Little three eyes, to be sure, shut it and made believe to go to sleep, but only through slyness, for she winked with it and could see everything quite well. And when little two eyes thought that little three eyes was fast asleep, she said her little sentence, little goat bleat, little table rise, ate and drank, 
heartily and then told the little table to go away again. Little goat bleat, little table away. But little three eyes. That's that's quite a sentence. I know. (laughs) Then little two eyes came to her, woke her, and said, Ah, little three eyes, have you been asleep? You keep watch well. (laughs) Come, we will go home. And when they got home, little two eyes again did not eat. And little three eyes said to her mother, I know why the proud thing does not eat. When she says to the goat out there, little, ta- little goat bleat, little table rise, there stands a table before her, which is covered with the very best food, much better than we have here. And when she is satisfied, she says, little goat bleat, little table away, and everything is gone again. I have seen it all exactly. She put two of my eyes to sleep with her little verse, but the one in my forehead luckily remained awake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Thank goodness. I don't think it really registered how that was working the first time you said it, but now it does. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Well, then the envious mother cried out, Shall she be better off than we are? Fetched a butcher's knife and stuck it into the goat's heart no! so that it fell down dead. No, not that. And that is the end of part one. <laughs> it's a two parter. <laughs> yes, it is. It goes on. It goes on for a while. Wow. And you can hear the next part of it uh, when we come back for part two of One Eye, Two Eyes, Three Eyes. Now, on the off so, what do you th- think is going to happen next? Oh God, um, I kind of want it to be like a John Wick scenario where she finds a way to get her revenge, but in a very roundabout, very silly, very farcical way. So, I guess not really John Wick at all, huh? Huh. Hmm. No, I remember when John Wick was doing a bunch of silly farcical things. Yeah, remember when John Wick tricked uh, <laughs> tricked Theon Greyjoy to run off a cliff, and then he paused and felt around for like the floor and looked down, and he saw he was over a cliff and then fell. <laughs> I like the part when John Wick was like uh, in the warehouse with all the bad guys, and he kept shooting his pistol, but all that came out was a little flag that said "bang." <laughs> or that iconic scene where John Wick is in his house and he breaks up the concrete in his living room and pulls out a big box labeled Acme Corporation. <laughs> Oh, man. When John Wick was trying to escape and he painted that fake tunnel on the wall and the big gangster monster leader guy tried to follow him through it and hit his head real bad and fell down. That's awesome. Too bad about his dog. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so the goat is gone. So her magic spell doesn't work anymore. And yet, somehow, there's still three and a half more pages of this story. What could happen next is anyone's guess. That's right. Join us next time on The Fable Fellas. Keep it vitty! Keep it vitty!